0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. On today's show, we're taking a look at how office buildings are falling over like dominoes. Of course, I'm speaking in metaphors. About three years ago, I was presented with the opportunity to purchase a medical office building that was 50% vacant. The price was great. The building was owned by eight partners that included doctors within the building, a dentist, and a pharmacist. This 27,000 square foot building had a lot of potential. The increasing number of small businesses that provide independent consulting services to government and the tech industry would be perfect for such a building. Technology startups would be ideal tenants. The vision painted by the seller was amazing. Well, I didn't quite see the vision. I saw a dying building. The dentist, who was a part owner in the building, actually rented space across the street in a brand new construction ground level commercial plaza with more parking and large modern windows. Dentists are great tenants. They put in a ton of money into tenant improvements. They put lead lining in the walls to provide x-ray shielding. They install tons of plumbing, high-pressure compressors for their air drills, special air handling, sterilization stations for their instruments. A dentist's office is not a transient tenant. Once they're in, they're not moving. But here, we had a dentist who was a part owner in the building, had his practice in the building, who had a financial incentive not only to have a thriving dental practice, but also a successful building. And when that dentist moved across the street, it said to me the dentist saw the building as a liability to his business, not an asset. That's all I needed to know, and I didn't buy the building. Fast forward to 2021, and in hindsight, that decision not to buy is looking better than ever. Office buildings all over North America are experiencing falling occupancy. Our market was already oversupplied with office space. Office vacancy was averaging 12% for the five years prior to the pandemic. There was a fair bit of absorption in 2019, with vacancy running at about 8% just prior to the pandemic. And now we've seen vacancies steadily increase throughout 2020. But understand that commercial office leases are multi-year leases. Decisions to vacate a space made in 2020, they might not appear in the market until this year, next year, or maybe the year after that. A year ago, Interrent REIT bought a 50-year-old 11-story office building for $21.8 million dollars on the edge of the downtown with a plan to convert the building into 153 apartments. A 50-year-old office building would have a difficult time competing with new product in the downtown core. It would take a substantial refit to turn it into Class A office space, and even then, it would never capture top rental rates. So when you layer the high rate of vacancy on top, maintaining a building as an office building just wouldn't make any financial sense. As we move up, In the latest news, the developer of a brand new office tower in San Francisco announced that Salesforce has apparently withdrawn from plans to lease a major block of space. This is according to comments made by one of the developers during a public hearing on Monday. That meeting was disclosed that the initial lease commitment that the developer had for the unbuilt 61-story tower is no longer in hand. While they didn't formally disclose the identity of the tenant, it's widely suspected that Salesforce was the sole office tenant at 550 Howard Street in San Francisco. Now the developers sought and were granted a number of approvals including the development agreement with the city to construct 155 condo units, 189 hotel rooms, 275,000 square feet of office space, 9,000 square feet of retail, and 20,000 square feet of pure open space. The developer also sought a variance that would allow him to pay a fee of 47 million dollars to get out of their obligation to build 33 units of affordable housing. Now Salesforce is San Francisco's largest employer, They said last month that when its offices reopen, most of its 54,000 worldwide employees will permanently work remotely several days a week. The company said the plan was intended in part to reduce the company's expansive real estate footprint. The developer acquired the parcel in 2016, and it's been stalled a committee due to concerns over the impact that such a tall tower would cast a shadow over a playground in Chinatown. Another project Oceanwide center, the two-tower, two-million-square-foot project near the supposed Salesforce tower that was proposed to feature the city's second tallest skyscraper, that project stalled after failed attempts at a sale. Construction on both of the Oceanwide towers is now stopped, and the general contracting joint venture they have withdrawn from the project. The GC is a major company called Swinnerton, who I have personal connections with, it's currently a dispute on the roughly $60 million that's allegedly owed to Swinnerton on that project. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a 27,000 square foot medical office building or a million and a half square foot project. All of these offices are struggling. These buildings are an endangered species with the pre-pandemic economic model. It's going to take some price discovery to find the new equilibrium of fair market value. As you think about that, be very cautious before buying any office building. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.